Hey, you busy? Mm-mm. Okay, let me run something past you real quick. I had an epiphany. Mm-hmm. Totally did. Because I had a day, definitely had a day, and I started to put the puzzle pieces together, and I was like, wait a minute. I think I see something forming here. Here's the thing. You remember the <laughs> all the conversations we had about the last job that I was at? And it was just like, whew, but we had some great combos behind it. But goodness, I didn't need the catalyst that was causing that, right? Just, phew, I cannot be bothered. But I noticed, particularly at that job, that uh, I have an eye of, for when something's not done efficiently. I don't know, again, if that came from being the oldest, if that came from having a very militantly structured mom. I'm not really too sure where it came from, but I am very clear that, uh, yeah, I can scan a situation, a room, and find, okay, time out. Maybe they should have, and kind of do that kind of thing. And then very few times I'm able to go, oh, and then I'm impressed by the fact that that was done excellently. Like, that execution was phenomenal. But if not gauged correctly, I found that I can get frustrated by the thing that I do well. That even on a small scale, and I think sometimes we kind of overlook this for ourselves, even on a small scale, it can be a thing of, but do you realize that that's, not, that's unique to you? That that's not common for everyone? Like, yeah, Beyonce, I know you're probably upset that somebody didn't hit that note, you know, your background saying, but like everybody doesn't have your voice. Yeah, listen, I understand, Mr. Uh, guitarist, Mr. Drum, uh, that you want me to go ahead and, and cover and be behind you. But like the way that you just flip flat, patty cake, did all that stuff with the with the drumsticks, sir, that is not common. Okay, I just, I need everybody to be clear that what you're doing is not common. And so I stumbled upon that in my thought process, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I have a superpower. Because that's what I'm going to just start labeling something. Anything that you do effortlessly well that is not common to the average Joe is your particular superpower. And I feel in everything in my being that your superpower is the anointing that God gave you for whatever it is that he has for you while the enemy tries to frustrate you so that you don't ever get to in a timely fashion where God wants you to be. And so with me, for example, I, again, have an eye for when something is not done efficiently. So you know that I'm starting this new job, right? And I start in another couple of days, like almost like a week. And the things that they had me doing at this job, I've never experienced it before. Now, again, I don't need a whole bunch of experience to say something is off. So initially when I went there, it was, okay, this is what you're doing, blah, blah, blah. And once everything goes great on your last interview, then we'll discuss salary and this, that, and the third and whatever. This is the first position that, A, I had to go through multiple interviews. And that's fine. I remember one time somebody told me working at a certain clothing store, they had to do that too. So that wasn't the hand. But it was the fact that I got called almost every day, maybe like three to four days in advance after my third interview, because they were reminding me about something else that I had to do. So it was, hey, you're going to get an email that says to go get your fingerprinting, but you're paying for that. It was like, huh? 
I'm paying for my fingerprinting to work at your job, your facility. Weird, but okay, great. Um, cool. I'll go ahead and do that. Yeah, and if you can get that done as soon as possible, because you know we got to get that in the system. Understandably so. Also, in that same email, we're going to send you uh, employment verification forms, and we need you to send that out to all your previous employers. I'm sorry, me. And this is HR speaking to me. So I was like, uh, okay, never really had to do that. So that was a very frustrating process. And so I'm like, okay, then it was, oh, wait, it didn't stop there. No, it didn't. Then it was, hey, are you available uh, today at three to come here and bring me your social security number or your card, rather, your driver's license, and uh, if you have any of your transcripts from school? I'm like, today at <clears throat> today at three? <laughs> All right, we're talking at about nine, ten o'clock. That's cool, but, like, how you know I was free at three? And that's fine. And so I bring up everything. Oh, wait, also, your voided check. Okay, great. So I'll go up there and I bring everything up there. And I was running a little late because fingerprinting took a little bit longer than usual. And I was like, okay, great. Bring up all the documents that were requested of me. And then it was, oh, well, while you're here, go ahead and fill out the G4, which is, you know, some state tax stuff. You know, I live in Georgia. So the state tax and form and then, you know, the, the federal tax information and okay let's do that and then also your transcripts I was like yeah here they are she's like no we're going to need you to go online and then go ahead and have that sent over to us sealed I was like oh okay but I was running into such issues trying to be you know HR junior trying to get the verifications in and who do I speak to I don't know how to do this stuff I never had to do this and so I remember saying to the uh, HR superior I said hey this is very frustrating like this process is exhausting uh yeah, it has to be a better way to do this. And so later on that night, she texts me like, hey, when you come aboard, I want you to kind of find some platforms or something that will make the process easier because I heard what you said. So part of me was like, oh, okay, thanks. I'm glad that this irritation is not going in vain. Thank you so much. And then I got a call the next day like, hey, we still didn't get the last two verification forms. Just want to go ahead and see where you're at with that. And I'm like, okay, well, and so I'm keeping documentation for like I'm on payroll already I'm like this is okay great and so we're doing that and then she was like did you remember your transcripts I was like ah my gosh she was like yeah because you were busy with the other two situations oh, okay great um and the reason why the employment verification forms are so important is because that's how they factored in my pay scale they were depending on this verification of I had this experience so that it can transfer over to whatever step I was going to be in my pay scale so it wasn't like, oh, I just get it when I, it was like, no, bro, you need this so you can go ahead and secure the starting salary that you guys negotiated on. So it was a different pressure behind that. You see what I'm saying? So yeah, it wasn't like, oh, I get it when I get it. It was like, who do I speak to now? Because I have this much time to go ahead and get these forms over. And so it was a little bit of angstiness to it. I'm not even going to hold you. I was like, okay, great. And so then when she called me maybe about the third time, I was like, okay, so I'm going to do what I do best, which is advocating. I sent an email to both and I, the assistant and the superior. And I was like, hey, I think it will help future candidates if we went ahead and made a checklist. Yeah, like we definitely need a checklist because I can see how a future candidate can get flustered. Because that's one thing about me. I am super de duper on top of things. I'm super de duper organized. They had me running around so much that I was, I forgot I had a chiropractor appointment. 
Like I have other things, you know, that little space between when you leave a job and you about to start a new job, you try to get all the stuff together that, you know, so that you don't have to take off on your new job and be looking crazy. Or at least that's how I was trained to do it. And so I'm trying to do the things that I do in between time, but y'all occupying a lot of that free time. So, um, excuse me. Can you, yeah, move over a little bit. You sitting on me too tight. Like this is, it's a love seat, but I didn't plan on y'all sitting here. What's what the, what it felt like in the spiritual realm, right? And so I'm like, okay. So I went ahead and was like, listen, maybe a checklist. And I kind of drew something up real quick. Like, you know, just kind of an idea. I don't really have a format, but this is what should be kind of looked for or given to a future candidate. And they were like, oh, that's a great idea. And I'm like, okay, great. But I got a phone call today mm-hmm. that said, hey, okay, I'm going to send you some uh a form so that you can start your pre-employment information and i'm thinking oh okay great you know what they were including in that those modules you ever started a job that wanted you to look at the sexual harassment module and you know you click and be bored a little bit and then you have to answer the question at the end and then you go to the workplace expectations and all those other things and you do all that while you're sitting in the office they want me to do this over the weekend hmm and the verbiage was, I'm going to check up on you on the next business day to see where you're at. I looked to see how many modules it was. I was like, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, giving me homework is what you're saying. And I immediately felt myself get so flipping irritated. I could not believe that someone would expect a almost employee to devote any part of their pre-employment time to doing something on their personal time that could be done once they are on board and in the place of the establishment. Mind blown. So I'm like, okay, but it wasn't just that. The email was about maybe about five to six modules that I was going to have to do. Okay, great. This is the code that you put. This is the website you go in. This is the passcode, your username. Have a nice day. Okay, great. Then it was, oh, the day before you start, we're going to do an orientation, and it's at 3 o'clock. Let me know if you can make it. Oh, 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 okay. So, again, y'all doing all this before my start date. And the frustration thereof was, I didn't like the fact that it screamed, um, what's the word I'm looking for? When someone, in consideration, thank you, in consideration, that was inconsiderate of somebody to say, I expect for this uh, person to do all this work beforehand. Because let's just say I was one of the candidates that did not quit their job yet, right? What if I was putting in the two weeks? You would have expected me to work my former job which would have been my former job so the current job and then also do this homework for y'all and also do this cat run mouse game and then still keep my place of employment while and do all this pre-work before I come on board for you guys yeah that lack of efficiency drives me somewhere that's just like oh my gosh and so when I was trying to calm myself down the only thing that the holy spirit can give me or gave me that was like whew, that is delicious was this is your superpower it's the thing that you do great effortlessly where other people can be in the motion of doing something and then when you come alongside them you're like quick question why is there a refrigerator in your bathroom 
No, just just kind of like, is that the only outlet? Is that the place that you feel like maybe if it leaks, you know, it has a better chance of getting all the moisture up without it really causing no real issue because the rest of the house is carpet? Like, explain that to me because my the way that I see things, the lens that God get, gave me is I see the best way to do a thing the first time. Not perfection. What's the best way to do it the first time? And then every time after that, it's just a matter of tweaking it. And I realized that we all have different superpowers. Prime example, when I sent a particular employee verification, that same form that I was just telling you about to my previous employer, the first thing that the HR coordinator said was they need to update this form is very ugly because she has an eye for aesthetics. She has, I told her when I first met her, I said, you have an event planner on you. When I went into the office and she was showing me my office, I'm looking at, okay, we need to make this more like, I need productivity to be in. I need this to, the desk to be this way. I need it to be higher. I need to go ahead and get a different chair. It doesn't fit this desk. I also need these boxes. Like, what is all this stuff here? Like, can we move that somewhere else? And, and so I'm looking at space and, and how to go ahead and set this up where I can give my best production. And she was like, I don't like the fact that your cabinets don't match your desk. And I was, that was hilarious to me that we stepped into the same space but saw it differently because we had different lenses. And so I was like, you know what? If not careful, you will misuse that. If not careful, it will be an irritant to you. If not careful, you will start to be down on people because they don't have your superpower. So I wanted to go ahead real quick. I was like, let me make a list, you know, just kind of like going off the top of my head of people who misuse their superpower. And since we just finished talking about Susan Boyle from when she was on that show, Brits Got Talent, I said, let's just use Simon Cowell. One thing you can say about Simon Cowell is that he has an ear for music, right? He has an ear for talent. That is his superpower. But because he didn't understand or he doesn't present himself in a way that shows that he understands his superpower, what he does is he bashes other people for not having that same ear. So that's why he's known to be the harsh judge wherever he's at. Or he's known to be like, nope, no for me. Real short with people because it doesn't take him long to realize, sir, you do not have a voice. Your grandmother told a story. I'm so sorry. Ma'am, Shariah Carey, because there is no muh in that name at all. You are not Mariah Carey. It is not going to work. No. And the reason why he's able to be so quick with it is because what he can hear in about 30 to 40 seconds, it takes people five minutes or more or maybe a whole deal of um, music contracts or whatever after to see, oh, my gosh, you don't really hit that note the way you should. And so that's why it's important to go ahead and realize do not be so harsh that people don't have your superpower. You know that chef from um I don't want to say the word because this is some this is a Christian situation on this phone call. We're gonna go ahead and do um from H E L L apostrophe S's uh kitchen. <laughs> chef Gordon Ramsay, you know who I'm talking about. Yes, the one with the accent or whatever. You know what his superpower is? Cuisines, cooking, chefing, right, exactly. But how does he present when he's on those shows or he's in the kitchen with somebody? Harshly, right? 
Because what, he, what he's essentially saying is you don't do it the way that I do it. What he's essentially saying is you don't put the umph on it that I do and you, you need to do this better. But what it's coming off as is this is terrible. Why did you do it ABC? The only time that I've seen him execute something in calmness is when he is showing somebody how to do something that is a secret or a revelation that was later on given to him initially the first time. I saw him take a crab. Matter of fact, no, it was a lobster. And I saw him take the meat out of the lobster in such a way that he was able to delicately take off the shell, lay it to the side, went ahead, put the shell back on the plate as a part of the ambiance and the decor thereof, and went ahead and placed the meat, the arms, on the, right there on the tail. So it looked like the meat was actually sitting, the lobster was sitting on top of its actual shell. That thing was so brilliant. That thing was so beautiful. It was so delectably executed that people was, uh, you could hear a mouse sneeze. It was like, how did he do that? And that's the only time that I seen him execute in calmness because his level of excellence is extracurricular. Extraterrestrial, I was trying to say, sorry. <laughs> but you see what I'm saying? You cannot be harsh because someone doesn't have your superpower. You cannot be like, why isn't it? Take your time. But when he expected for people to do that over again, oh, he was back to being harsh again. We have to have a delicacy to the fact that we are aliens to people. Certain things that you do, you're like, oh, my goodness. You remember when they were having that Deborah Cox um, challenge? No, 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 no. You ain't going to hear me say none of that. But you could hear assuming somebody was like, you were like, oh, you're not going to do it good. But I turned around because I feel like you was testing the fact that I can't sing. That you're, it's all right, because I'm I'm somebody's grandbaby and they clap for me so you can have a nice day. But when they were trying to do that, it was like, ooh. Yeah, that, that song is not made for your voice, ma'am. No, sir, like real talk, I don't think that you should go ahead and um do any of that because it doesn't sound like you're going to make it. Maybe you should stick to a little Marvin Sapp situation. I don't really know what you're going to do. Or when they were doing that Jasmine Sullivan riff, no, I won't take that no more. All right, we're going to stop there too. But when they were trying to do that, you were like, ooh, no, you can't do that on, on one breath. I can see it right now. Yeah, you, I can hear when you take a pause, like you didn't really execute that. So Jasmine had to, Jasmine Sullivan herself had to come on, make a video, go on the social media platforms. And she was like, look, I'm seeing a lot of y'all do it. It's cute. Some of y'all adding some other stuff, and it sounds fantabulous. But this is the first part. No, I won't take that. No, and she broke it down into three parts. It sound all the alien because it was like, bro, even how you breaking it up feel like it's too hard to do. And then she's like, you know, and just put it together. And she did the whole thing again, and it was like, still can't do it. I don't care how you break it down. <laughs> I don't care how you bite, uh, break up these pieces. It's so hard to chew. <laughs> We can't do that. That's your voice. That's what I'm trying to explain to you, ma'am. Can't nobody do what you're doing. But it, re it really honed in when I was like, oh, my gosh. Do we know that we do that? 
Do we know that you have a spirit and a lens for event planning and organization? And you have an an excellence when it comes to time management. Let me explain something to you. That was a conversation my husband and I had to have one time, and I'm glad that he grasped onto it. He used to get so frustrated that people did not understand the rule that his father implemented in him as a child. That it, And I hope I don't butch it up. That his father said to 15 minutes is on time and on time is late. And my husband is a rule follower. That's why I love him because we <laughs> we see eye to eye on that one. And so all of his life, it was, yo, 15 minutes is early, on time is late. <laughs> That's it. Somebody said be somewhere at 9 o'clock and you show up there at 9 o'clock, you're late. Okay, I need you to at 845, okay, a little bit earlier if you will. And I need you to go ahead and do that. And so I never understood why to everything he was like, I don't. So he would go ahead and go to the movies with, with a friend. The friend was not there. He was like, babe, it is such and such time. And I was like, husband, everyone does not have your gift of time management. You have an excellence that is not normal. My husband can literally ask or if we make up a date night or whatever it is, and he can execute in his mind what time we need to leave to get there, factor in traffic, go ahead and just in case it reroutes, and have a precision to time that I just look back and go, whoa. (laughs) Like, I'm as silent as, you know, some of the cooks were looking at Chef Gordon Ramsay. It's amazing how he's just able to just do and come out with that calculation. That's not normal, sir. People who have patience with kids, you ever seen somebody patient and you like, so quick question. Have you ever heard of um, the Duggars? Hmm? The lady who has literally 21 plus kids. Have a nice day. I'm not even going to spoil it for you. Look up the Duggars. D-U-G-G-A-R. Okay. Posh Fiat. Don't care. You do it. But the Duggars. Okay. Um, That woman, I have never heard her raise her voice ever. And the fact that she had so many kids and she spoke in just this voice like this and hey and you know we want as many kids as God gives us and we I, I used to look at her and just be like I could never 21 something kids 18 and count I think she came on the TLC show when she had 17 I think they called this 17 and counting or something to that effect I'm, I don't remember I just remember looking at her for two reasons one birth control because I don't know how you did it because you literally are pushing out these kids and two oh my goodness you not screaming at none of them to get in the bed like the way that y'all running this camp how are you doing it and y'all not all taking blood pressure pills at the highest milligram like how is that possible but those kind of people, you see them treat kids a certain way and just have all these patients. And you ever seen the kindergarten teacher who just really is into the arts and crafts and like you really are going hard for your, your kids. And I remember one of my children's, uh, my daughter's teacher for her first day of down in Georgia, they do it different. They don't start you on your first day. They let you meet your teacher prior to that. This lady gave her like a blow pop with her name on it and like this special poem. And I'm just like, ooh, we. Yeah, you in the right field because you're a particular superpower in the lens that you look at. Yeah, it definitely, definitely, um, yeah, it's paying off in your particular position. You ever had someone who's anointed in a profession like that? Like I looked at a couple of, you know, womenly doctors, hint, hint, I'm not going the G to the Y to the N, and looked at them like, how do you do this all day? It's gross. Look at a dentist. <laughs> how, sir? A surgeon? You know, whatever, phlebotomist, that's my favorite to be like, if I had to do this all day, I would be 20 pounds because I'll be throwing up all day. 
Mm-hmm. It is absolutely gross. I don't want to see the needle. I start sweating when I see somebody getting a needle. It's just too much. But when you have that kind of anointing to do a job so excellent that the average person can't do, that is your superpower. And so I didn't even want to make it where it was just earthly. You know how I do. I'm always going to tie something back to the Bible. So I was like, matter of fact, let's just go ahead and do it. Romans 12. You know, I read from the NLT version. Let's just jump right into it. Verse 3. Because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. Don't think you are better than you really are. Be honest in your ele- your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourself by the faith God has given us. Four. Just as our bodies has many different parts and each part has a special function. Hmm? Five. So it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body and we all belong to each other. Six. In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, Speak out with as much faith as God has given you. Seven, if your faith is serving others, serve, I'm sorry, if your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, teach well. Eight, if your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is given generously, if it is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Oh my goodness. So you mean to tell me that your superpower, your super anointing, the extra that he put on your ordinary to make you extraordinary is a biblical thing? Yes. That's why getting frustrated with people makes no sense. That's why pulling back from what you do great in makes no sense. Because it literally says we are many parts of one body and we belong to each other. And the fact that he gave all of us different gifts is because when it comes all together, it's a huge, wonderful connection. It's like putting together an orchestra. What good is it if we all wore pianos? The reason why there's so many instruments is because when we play together, it's a beautiful symphony. But yet here we are getting irritated with people. Here we are getting frustrated. Speaking about myself, because I just told you my business today. Here I am getting irritated that that didn't make sense. But my superpower was needed for this particular position. Mind you, I said, hey, this employment verification thing, this thing is exhausting. And me bringing that up one time sparked a light bulb that said, when you come on board, I want you to make it easier. Hmm? Isn't that what your superpower is for? To make the situation better? You know, my husband, real talk, he's made my time management better. I suffered greatly, great before him. But seeing how he was able to masterfully do that, I was like, yo, that's an that's an excellent characteristic to have, and I want to have that. I never had someone tell me, be 15 minutes early, that's on time, and being on time was late. Bro, I was always running in the grace period of 5 to 10 minutes. Y'all see me just, you know, when I get there. Now I understood being able to see and be with my husband and see what it looks like to be on the waiting end. I never seen that. I was always the person showing up. I was never the person waiting for people to show up. So when I'm sitting somewhere, he's looking at his time and he's like, oh my goodness, even down to our wedding day, to be completely honest with you, the photographer was super late. We held back the wedding for about maybe 15 to 30 minutes. And my husband had my cousin come to my bridal suite and was like, we starting. 
I'm like, but the photo we start in because to my husband, it was already a disgrace that it was 30 minutes past the time frame. And I had no other first of all, to be honest with you, I didn't understand his gift of time at that point. I really didn't. I I because he was gracious with me. Like, and I now I can imagine what that felt like being like, hey, just wanted to call you. I know I said six, but I mean more like six forty five. <laughs> but once we got married, I got that thing all the way together, okay? Yeah, all the way. But oh my goodness, the f- and it was frustrating to him. At least I'm glad I didn't show in the, in the photos. But his thing was your lack of excellence is not going to stop something that's important to me in my life. I'm surprised now knowing my husband the way that I know him. I'm surprised he waited 30 minutes. I think he did that just for me. Like like the perm, ma'am, because he had my cousin come back to me. And I was like, ask him to wait. I'm going to be honest with you. I would have waited till he came there. You want to know when this... when. <laughs> You want to know when the photographer showed up? Uh, after we both walked down the aisle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, no, that was super late. And it's embarrassing. My husband is not on CP time. You figure it out. He's not doing it, okay? Um, he's going to be on time. That's how it's going to start. And you're going to have a nice day. And that's just how that's going to go. And I love him for that. But there was a time that he was trying to scale back on that. Like, you know what? I'm not going to expect that for people. And it's like you can't lose your superpower because then you'll just be ordinary like everyone else. Your superpower was needed to make the body better, to make people better, to go ahead and sharpen a skill that we didn't even know we were lacking in. And maybe we knew we were lacking, but we just didn't have the skill set to be able to go ahead and make it better. So my challenge to you today is to identify your superpower and really be honest with yourself. Between the scale of you pulling back to just, "Mm, you know what, everybody doesn't do it that way and I'm tired of getting irritated, so I'm just going to scale back versus on the alternate side of, I'm irritated that people don't see it the way that I do. Where do you fall in that scale? Because I do feel like we do fall victim to one of those two postures. Again, it's either that you scale back because you're like, forget it. People don't see time the way that I do. I'm going to keep the time the way that I like the time, but I'm not going to expect that from other people. No, I think you need to expect that from other people and then let them know so that they have a choice on whether or not they want to keep fooling with you in that way. Maybe you don't need to be meeting me anywhere to hang, hang out. Maybe you just need to call me because being late to a phone call don't mean nothing to me. You didn't inconvenience me. You see what I'm saying? Versus being having your time wasted because somebody came late to something, ruining the experience because you're frustrated now. So where do you fall within that, that particular scale? And the reason why this is important to me is because I am seeing more than ever that when I'm frustrated, it really is an indication that I see something that needs to be fixed. I see a problem that I have a solution for, but I'm really irritated that it took for me to be irritated to go ahead and help. So what I'm going to go ahead and do for myself is I'm going to take the irritation out of the experience and I'm just going to give the solution. Because I see the problem. I don't have to feel the problem. You see what I'm saying? And so that's something that I'm personally going to vow to myself, that I am not going to continue to feel my way through my superpower because I see it. I'm just frustrated because nobody else sees it. I see it. I'm just frustrated that y'all waited all the way till I got here to be able to go ahead and realize this is wrongdoing. Okay, great. I see it. You want to know something else real quick before we go? (laughs) 
when I was at that last place that I didn't want to be at, and I'm glad I'm no longer there, shouts out. Do you remember me telling you, and if I told you, stop me, but if I didn't, it's new information now. The foul room to that HR office was disgusting. I'm talking about a, a hazard, almost workers' compensation heaven, to be honest with you. And I went ahead and said something. I was like, hey, this is uh, not going to work. So what we need to do is, and so I came up with a plan. And my plan was always, why don't you, if he's not willing to CEO, if he's not willing to go ahead and make this decision to go ahead and shred these old files that was from 2010, 11, and 12, whatever, you know, 10, 15 years ago, whatever, if he's not willing to do that, then why don't you just go ahead and store them in one of these other rooms that's adjacent to HR. We still have the key. It's still a locked office, this, that, and the third, so that we can pull these old cabinets in, put the new cabinets in, and let's go ahead and do that. I even said, why don't we just break down some of these files? Like, if he's not going to make it where it's, you know, going to be shredded, then let's just go ahead and make, make them a whole different file cabinet. I gave several different options. You know what happened the very next day after I left? I went home early on a Tuesday. I quit on the Wednesday. Do you know on Thursday, the very idea that I was saying for those last couple of months they did? Do you know that it came out to look spectacular? My um my prior colleague sent me a video and I was like, oh, almost like the new girl knew what she was talking about. And so that literally could have irritated me my whole entire time being there. But the mindset that I had, because other things was irritating me, but the mindset I had to have was I already told you how to fix it. If you don't want to fix it, then that's fine. But don't expect for me to work in that environment and be okay because it's not okay to me. And so I literally wrote an email and said, uh, until, until the foul room is in a operable space, I'll be working on the following other things. Because I wanted to make sure that it was in black and white, which you always need to be doing when you're in corporate because somebody always forgetting something and how convenient, that's cute. And I wanted to make sure that it didn't look like I'm not doing no work. You're just not going to have me working in a way that's inefficient because my superpower won't let me. That's how we need to operate. And so this was a reminder for me, but also I wanted it to be a revelation to you. Your superpower is your superpower. You ever heard somebody say, you know, you have something that you're supposed to do that God has nobody else assigned to do. Like your fingerprints are unique, bruh. So the way that you see stuff, the, the lens, the fingerprints that God put on the way that you see things is also unique. But you have to be able to, to be so connected to it that you can teach it because the goal is to make other people better. Not to be bitter because people don't get it. Do you see what I'm saying? I hope you got what you needed because I feel like you do. You know what these conversations are. They're life-provoking conversations, conversations that not everybody's going to have with you, spill their own tea, provide you with their own napkin, and then let you sip again on her tea again. Who's going to do that but your favorite homegirl? Who? 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 Don't make me an owl. But listen, I'm going to go ahead and let you let me go. I think my husband is pulling up, and I want to go ahead and um, have a facial communion, <laughs> if you will, you know, a little corporate corporate situation on a gathering um, real quick. And um, I'll talk to you later, okay? <laughs> later.